0: trying to catch you slipping i do have a question for you guys though so let's rewind let's act like it is december 31st 2022 okay i got four options for you guys what moment would you not have believed more of okay so like i'm gonna give you these four options and it's like oh that's the one i would have never said would have happened ready number one WWE being sold and the product being better than it has in decades. Number two, CM Punk returning to AEW and getting his own show on TNT. Number three, CM Punk returning to WWE after getting into another backstage fight at an AEW show in Wembley stadium that drew over 80,000 fans. Or number four, Cody Rhodes not winning the world title for the entire calendar year of 2023. So it is now December 31st, 2022. And I'm like, hey, which one would you pick? You say there's no way that happened. Which one is it?
1: You almost got me on the third one with the CM Punk at Wembley, getting the backstage brawl, then going back to WWE. That, that's a lot. I'm like, okay, y'all doing a little too much. But it's going to have to be, because I thought it'd be a cold day in hell, or even more cold day air, colder day in hell, WWE being sold. It has to be that first one. I thought I thought Vince would take that to his mother freaking grave.
0: Hey, how what's the time frame for this? Was this, you said five
2: years ago? What would you say? I'm sorry no,
0: last year. So this oh, is New Year's year? Eve. This is New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2022. And I give you those four options and say, which one are you just like, oh, that's no way that that happened next year? No way. See, my answer would be different if
2: if it was more time away. I know. Because I think we started thinking that Vince was going to sell the company. Mm-hmm. It, it, all signs pointed to it, especially. And that it would like, be better? Um,
0: oh, the shit, best in I decades. Thought, no, no, the no, no, best no, no, in no, decades.
2: No, no, no. I knew that. That wouldn't be nothing for me. Because it's <laughs> like, I've been a Vince hater as much as y'all think I'm an AEW hater, I've been a Vince hater for the, probably the past <laughs> 10 years. I think his creative is horrible. It's horrible. Oh. So yeah, I knew it was gonna be better. But I think we talked about that they will potentially sell. Like it seemed like all the cuts he was doing, you know, they're making like all this money, but he's still doing these budget cuts. It seemed like he was kind of sweeping the pot for a potential sale. But for me, I gotta say it's it's punk back in WWE on WWE TV. Because leading up to that last brawl, right? We ain't seen Jack Perry since. We ain't seen Jack Perry since, but we're going to talk about him later on. (laughs) Um, That Jack Perry took CM Punk out of AEW. But I think bigger than that was CM Punk going to WWE because he had been so venomous, right? He was cutting anti WWE promos shit, almost like eight years ago. I'm not eight years, eight Mm -hmm. months ago, it seemed like, right? It seemed like he had nothing good to say about the company. And you think about. This is a company that drove him out of the business in his own words. So I would say for me, it's punk on WWE TV. It's surreal.
0: Yeah. That's the one I also went with and not because of him coming back to WWE, because at this point in December 31st, he already had, we already had brawl out. So who, we didn't know what was going to happen with that. The kicker, for me, with that, though, is them drawing 80,000 fans in Wembley and then him getting into a fight backstage at that show after Brawl Out had already happened. That one would be like, no way in hell. Like, you just made that up. Hey, that's great content if it ever happened, but that ain't gonna happen. Um, That, that was mine. And then probably the second one would be Punk getting his own show. Like, it's over now. Collision's not over. But it's, you know, that whole chapter and saga is over. But really think about what that was. And I we're gonna have, you know, we probably need to start planning our like year end shows plural, because there's a lot to go into. We can probably talk about like, you know, MVPs of each company, best storylines, best pay-per-views, all that kind of stuff. So we gotta start planning that. But I mean if you kind of think about what collision is, like they gave him his own show on network cable television. Not network, but cable television. And it didn't work. <laughs> He's gone now. And they're still sitting there with, with this show. That's crazy as hell. But that's good stuff. If you guys are listening and watching, let us know which one you would take out of those four scenarios. Hey, rewind back to New Year's Eve 2022 and which one is just like, no way that happened. We'll love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Let's open, Let's intro the pod because I want to talk about what I've been saying for months now around Seth freaking Rollins, the architect. And it was on full display Monday night on the Raw. Welcome to the TFW Podcast. This is episode 89, if I am not mistaken. We are your three coasts, three to hard way. I am Matt, Rhodesia is there, Eshan is there. Let's get into it. First, let's start with just the main event of Monday Night Raw. Thought it was fantastic. I, it was funny, I was talking to somebody and... We knew they weren't going to pull the trigger on Jay winning. It's a great story with the Umaga thing, of course, you know, 14 years or 15 years since his uh, death anniversary. He's in the main event for the world championship. You know, he's not going to win, but to be able to get 20, 25 minutes on a Monday Night Raw main event against Seth Rollins for the title. That was an absolutely poignant spot that if he hadn't proved it up to that point that he is not a legit main eventer in WWE. I think that point is fully made right now. What was your guys' thoughts about uh, the match? And then it's really just, just how that match went. I knew
2: it was going to be a good match, Um, but I guess more so for me, I really enjoyed Jay's like promo package.
0: That was fantastic.
2: Yeah. I mean, he came across really well, to me, the Usos are the greatest tag team ever in the history of wrestling, but the CJ transition to this main event level character is a sight to see. So I knew the match was going to be good, but just from a character development and we have no questions around, could he be a main event level wrestler? And I'm glad that he's proven me wrong. Cause I was unsure about, man, eh, maybe a mid card guy. But he's definitely an uh, upper-tier guy, and he's proven it.
1: When we first started the match, I was like, "Uh, okay, what's happening? What's happening? But, and it was just only for the first couple minutes. When they kicked it into the next drive, and the next drive, and the next drive, the match was getting better and better and better and better. Um, so overall, I really liked the match. But initially, I'm not going to lie, the first two minutes, I kind of was like, what's happening here? Um, is it just me, or does it feel like Jay? Trying to find out another word other than Yeet was kind of out there, or is it just me? Maybe because I was waiting to hear Yeet, and I know that he wasn't gonna say Yeet. It just felt a little bit awkward, like he wanted to say it but he couldn't say it.
0: I thought about that, and I was like, "Oh, don't say it, don't say it." If you guys don't know, <laughs> and have y'all seen the? If you haven't seen it, pull it up. I, I I tweeted it, so it's on our X account. uh So check it out if you are not following us at That's F and W. So what happened was there was a independent wrestler that i guess owns the rights to yeet i don't even know how you own the right to yeet seeing we've been seeing yeet since like divine days like years and years and years ago but this shirt looks like and shout out to him because hey he's doing what he wants to do and doing what he loves but i would think typically whenever something like this happens WWE goes and they say like hey all right how much is it going to cost they Settle and make money and boom boom boom. Because remember, these shirts had already been made, these jeet shirts, and they were flying. So I don't know if my man just put his feet in submit and said, I'm not budging. This is my catchphrase. This is my IP. I'm not moving from it. Or if WWE didn't want to do business, I don't know what happened, but these shirts look god-awful that my man is standing 10 toes down on. So hopefully. He Yikes. is moving them unlike anything in the world. So, yeah, so Yeet is is now going away. So there is no more Yeet for Jay Uso. So I was waiting to see when he was doing his promos, and I think he talked to Adam Pearce, and I was like, is he going to say it? And he talked to Seth. I was like, is he going to say it by mistake? Mm-hmm. And he never did. So shout out to him for, he was for like, not let's go. saying He's
1: like, it. Ugh. Or he said something like, let's go. He made some kind of gesture. And I was like, ah, oh, that should have been Yeet there. Um, but no, overall, I, I thought the match was what I expected it to be, but when it first started, I was a little bit like, okay, l- let's see, we about to get another <laughs> J versus Roman on us. No, no. And I'm like, nope, it didn't.
0: Awesome false finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I thought Drew was going to interfere in the actual match. That's how I thought mm-hmm. the match was going to end. Same. And um, yeah. my dad is actually staying with us this week, which was funny because, of course, like I wouldn't say he really got me into wrestling, but he absolutely enabled me in watching wrestling he used to watch back in the day uh nowhere near like to the level that i watch now or you know watched kind of growing up but i can always tell when someone's really really good with him because he'll react like he like he no-sells almost everything
1: everything
0: in the world right so we're watching the main event and actually we watched the entire three-hour show and he never said like hey are, why are we still watching this are you turning i don't know when's the last time he's watched wrestling and he's actually started even asking questions about like who is this who is that So one of the false finishes uh, toward the end, it may have been the splash and it was a close two count. And his response was they ought to stop this. And I was like, (laughs) they got him. Cause that's how he reacts. Like even back in the day when we used to watch together, he would make comments like that. And I kind of, I just bring that up because when I, when he said that the only thing I could think about was man, they're doing something right. They're doing something right for somebody who hasn't maybe watched an actual episode of wrestling in 20 plus years Mm -hmm. to react to something in the main event. Um, But once again, that kind of goes back to making somebody feel and making somebody feel is what I want to talk about right now. I have been saying on this platform for a few months now, Seth Rollins theme song is more over than Seth Rollins, the wrestler. This is in no shape or form a knock on Seth. Love Seth. Seth. is going to go down as one of the goats. When I kept talking about that, it was just a point of his song is more over than him because of the, if I had a bell, I would ring it, emotional investment. I expect to see him punk chants. We got that during the match. Cool. I expect that. If you don't know what I'm about to talk about, go back if you can. I'm sure the clip is on YouTube. And watch the crowd reaction. Most notably the ringside fans, when that one, two, three is counted and Seth beats Jey Uso. There ain't many happy fans around ringside. You got a few people clapping. The majority of people that I saw, though, they didn't have a despondent look on their face, but they, it wasn't a, hey, let's give these guys a high five, or, man, yes, my guy did it. Seth Rollins did it again. I think there's something to be said about that. And when I brought it up a couple months ago, it was just that he's not as over as Cody. He's not as over as LA Knight. I think even then I was saying he's not as over as Jay Uso and he doesn't have to be, but I do think there can be a conversation to be had around. Is this title reign fully working when you pull back the layers? I am not talking about, People buying a ticket to see him. We know he is. People, one of the big things about going to his show is singing his song. Okay? Before I get your guys' thoughts on it, uh, one of our guys on X, one of the better user handles. User handle is Y'all done messed up. That's actually his name on X. (laughs)
1: Love it.
0: Sent me a really smart series of uh, tweets. He said, somebody made a comment about Seth. Reign consisting mainly of going over guys that, at least in the audience opinion, haven't gotten their shot yet. Although it's worth pointing out that they seem to be teasing a Damian Priest outing of the Judgment Day and a face turn to coincide with the cash-in. So maybe WWE's playing 4D chess here. Also, Rollins is in the inevitable position of trying to both establish a new belt and serve as the foil to Roman which by definition means a long reign with a lot of defenses and a lot of wins. I also don't think he minds being the de facto heel and some of these showcase defenses against rising baby faces. So he's actually perfect for the role. And the fact that there is real disappointment left when he wins against someone that it makes no sense for him to drop the belt to means he's doing his job. Before I get my response to that, what is your guys' response on so one just Seth's, I'm going to say, lack of reaction to some of these other top baby faces he interacts with and then what he said here in his, uh, his tweet.
1: The first part was going to be a unique situation anyways with Seth and Jay because they're both faces. Um, yes, Seth walks to his own beat of his own drum. And Jay does also in a sense too, but I wonder when you mentioned the people were ringside, is it because they wanted Jay to win or was it just like, Oh, whatever. Okay. Seth won again. So I like to kind of, I would, I want to go back to see it for myself to see how I feel about that. But again, we're going to kind of get that when you kind of have two faces or two heels again, you got to know who am I, who am I rooting for? And they addressed it. They said that, Hey, Jay was a person who deserved it. So we kind of went into it knowing there was going to be two faces going against each other. Um, That second part of that question, um, I got a little bit lost and confused. So I would just say that it is harder for a person to make a new title relevant while still trying to be the, whatever character they're trying to be. Because now you're doing two things. And that's hard. And again, for the last few years, everything has pretty much been on Seth's back. And I'm not saying everything. But we know Seth has been the workhorse for that company the last few years. So trying to get a, a title over that we knew was only created so that there was an actual heavyweight championship title that was being defended and him still trying to be whoever he is, the architect, the Messiah, who the fashion goddess guy, whatever, a lot of, it's just a lot that's on his plate to do. And I will say though, that his reign for me has been lackluster, but I believe those are the reasons why probably he has been lackluster for me.
2: That was a very insightful uh, email or uh, message. Got a message. I up. totally agree. <laughs> yeah. They done messed up. I think it's, I think it's spot on because I don't necessarily have a problem with his reign per se. Um, I think the problem that we have overall with Seth Rollins is his character. We never they've never truly defined who that man is and what he's about. He went from being an obnoxious, zany, over the top heel character, right? And I'm all about characters, and you know that was a, maybe something he worked out with Vince, and he was kind of like a Jokerish type character. You know when he did that impression. From one of those manias, you yeah. know, like he Glass was Joker. Mania. That was that's who he is. He was he kind of being a Joker character, then he transitioned that character into being a face, right? But he still tried to incorporate those same elements that he was a heel into his face. He comes out and he's outlandish outfits right Mm -hmm. maybe not too outlandish because you look at like the nba players they wear some of the same shit i don't know what's (laughs) going on nowadays i mean it's not i guess it's not i don't fit the demo no more right right i don't know what it is but the everyday person can't relate to my man wearing you know 70s bell bottoms and a futuristic you know tank top but then he comes out and he's yelling at somebody like, he's serious. Bro, you can't wear high heels <laughs> and me, me, you know, believing you, man. I mean, I'm just saying what it is. So his character is not fully defined, right? But when you look at who he's going against, like a Jay Uso, we can all relate to Jay Uso. Like, right, he's been betrayed by his family. He's very relatable. He's very likable, right? Cody. Like, you know, he's, you know, take the suits away from him. He's a guy he's a who's trying to restore... A family name, oh, yeah, of course, he's a black man, so I, of course, <laughs> oh, I relate to him wow. in that way, right? <laughs> but you know, like, you know, he, he he's trying to do some, he's trying to establish a family legacy, you know, he loves his family, you know, um, he's trying to make his dad proud, like, he's relatable, so he's just going against guys with characters that are fully fleshed out or more relatable than the character he's presenting, mm-hmm. which is part of the problem. But overall, I think he's doing a good job considering. And I think it's just a matter of time before we transition to a different champion. Like, right, it might be Punk, could be Drew. We'll see
0: at Mania, and we'll see where that takes the
2: uh, the Seth Rollins character.
0: Yeah, like, when when I I read this message, and I I told him, I said, hey, we're going to talk about this on the pod, because it's really insightful, but there's a part that I vehemently disagree with, and I understand what he's saying. In his last part of his tweet, he said...
2: What a big word. Which and I the fact,
0: me? man, come on, man. You know how I gotta get down. <laughs> and the fact that there is real disappointment felt when he wins against someone that it makes no sense for him to drop the belt to means he's doing his job. And that is where I will disagree 1000% and say that means he's not doing his job. What, what he means by that is he's putting over the other talent, he's making the other, other talent, he's making the crowd believe. This talent has a chance to beat him. So when they don't, the crowd's disappointed. Hey, that means right. Seth, you're doing a good job, but it's the, actually the opposite. You can't have a top baby face and have the crowd disappointed that they want that keeps, that drops them down a peg every single time that happens. So when you put him in there and up against, you know, Cody Rhodes face to face, the Shinsuke Nakamura feud, and this is kind of where it started. When the crowd is chanting, singing, burning down, they're chanting, they're chanting, and then Shinsuke beats the hell out of them, and then the crowd immediately flips to one more time, one more time. They're not emotionally invested into you as, as Seth Rollins winning and keeping the title. They just want to see violence. We haven't had one of those chants outside of Brock Lesnar with Cody Rhodes, right? We haven't seen that against LA Knight. You ain't, ain't going to see that against CM Punk anytime soon um that because the fans are really there for that person and it, you know it is what it is because seth is entertaining but i do think there's been something missing with him just as a character that other piece and maybe it's the piece of hey what's really driving you you brought up the whole thing of the joker thing and i love i thought that was like emmy worthy i'm like hey send that to the academy that commercial with him and becky I thought it was fantastic mm-hmm. that like, okay like that's you cool that that is what you are and when they flipped him and then it's like, okay but now what is it okay great you why are you laughing right now you know whatever whatever you guys know what i'm saying but i I thought that was a a good message i wanted to to bring that up but i do think that it is going to be even more interesting now of where this story goes because seth could easily come across as a crybaby against punk oh you're back like okay as soon as yep as soon as you mess up again and you're gone i'm going to be the one here you know, still trying to hold it down. That could easily come across as like, oh, you oh, you jealous. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's going to be fun to see how they play it, but I did want to bring that up. So if you guys hadn't seen the end of uh, that match, go back and check it out, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about there. Uh, the only other thing from Raw that I really want to get into, and there's a lot from Raw, but we got a lot on the docket today. Two out of three falls match I thought was really good. There's some other things, too, that, that I thought. Nia Jax, once again, another plus performance. Out there. Uh, but Drew McIntyre is if I had to rank him, he's probably a top five personality right now in wrestling for me. He is I always talk about KO as that that wrestler that he's the only one that watches the product, right? Yeah. He knows how the talking segments go. He knows how if you keep saying somebody's name, they're going to show up. Right, Drew is like yet? the Drew is like the common sense guy now. Right? Like he's the one, like he's using literal common sense. On all of his actions. And it's like, how can you hate that? You can't hate that. He's, he's doing hill tendencies and he's still like slapping hands with fans coming down to the ring. You got to love it.
1: So his shot at Punk. And he even said, hey, I could be talking about anybody. But what did y'all take about his shot at Punk?
0: He tweeted the same thing again. And said, and I think he said the exact same thing. Like, I could have been talking about anybody. We know who he was talking about.
2: <laughs> I love I it. Oh. They, I just hope they signed that man
0: to a long-term contract.
1: Well, we I see. would hold
0: out as long as possible if I was Drew. Drew.
1: If you were Drew, yeah, absolutely. I would hold
0: out to the last yeah. day because yeah. that price is going to go up, up and up mm-hmm. and up. If if the rumors are true about some of these contracts coming up, we'll talk about They're a big one. To pay right? They we'll talk about a big one here later on the show. But yeah. I told you guys, like I've been so excited about twenty twenty four because there's so many contracts coming up. You all right? You hold out. I'm still being used on TV. I'm still in a prominent spot because I'm not going to go out there and sandbag or do anything unprofessional. So I'm still going to be in a spot. All right. I'll hold off and see what that number looks like from everywhere. Before I, you know, I put pen to paper or before you give me what I want from a creative standpoint, one of the two.
2: Damn the two. guys. What a, what a, what a, a lot of riches on these WWE shows. Like, wow, this, we said it before, but they have so many high-level, main-event-caliber wrestlers that can now go against the Roman Reigns, and you can believe these guys can win. Like, the future's bright, definitely, for that company.
0: Perfect segue, E. Perfect segue. Uh, YouTube, oh, YouTube comment and question uh, from D's 4600 Shout out to Ds. Uh, He said, another great show. I think he was watching our last show. He said, question. Could the current WWE roster have the potential to be the greatest in history, both stories and wrestling, from the men and women? I actually answered him in the comments, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts first before I kind of just tell you what I said. First
1: up, I wanted to say, man, y'all got some names on y'all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shalom and Gay. Man, y'all got some names on y'all.
1: Angela <laughs> Lee. Hell yeah. It's just, it's crazy because just how this time last year, I remember kind of having a thing like, all right, H, like you took over in August, September, but we're always starting to be a little bit stale, like a little bit in January, if I can remember correctly to the point where I mean, these, these are three hours again, I'm feeling it. And mm-hmm. you go from that. And again, you just trust the process and H we trust. And this is what we, we get. I mean, you look at, all those top names on the men and women's side and you're just like wow you luckily got all these people on your roster right now and they're all important too like again it's like you've are at the top three top four people in the company you're not anybody or you're a, a mid Carter. no we right. have like like eight to ten people like that's that's once in a lifetime type stuff right there to get
2: man it's a well time to be a fan i actually thought about that you know, on the way home, I was talking to somebody about wrestling and, you no, know, we were just talking, they were like, hey, what was your favorite thing to do when you were a kid? I'm like, well, I used to have G.I. Joes and I turned them into wrestling characters they were more flexible, more bendable. Mm-hmm. And so ever since I was a little kid, little boy, I've I've had this love of wrestling. And I just thought about, wow, this is a great time to watch wrestling in general, WWE, AEW, it's just talk about free agency uh, next year. But to answer that question, it makes you think, it is a great time. Damn, man. You know, like if you didn't grow up around the Attitude Era, man, they had so many greats, right? You had The Rock. You had Stone Cold. You had The Undertaker. You had Triple H. You know, then you had, you know, the Booker T's came in, and then you had The Hardee's, and then you had The Dudley's. I mean, golly, y'all, like back then they had mm-hmm. so many stars, and it kind of reminded me of like uh a w when they first started, like I was into everybody, yeah, I was into everybody, and that's how it felt like with the attitude era back then, because those are true, like I'm not gonna sit here and say a lot of these guys outside of Roman and my main man my brother from another mother, Cody Rose. Aren't going to be Hall of Famers because they certainly are, but we those are legit Hall of Famers right now. So it's one of them, it's definitely a great mm-hmm. time, but I don't think it's the best. So you're still going with Attitude Air? Oh, yeah, without even without having the list in front of me. Hmm, I mean, just to have Stone Cold Rock. Undertaker, Triple H. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those guys are like, you know, top ten of all time guys. So, okay, so you named off
0: some we're on the same page. My response was I think this I think the answer can be easily this time can be better than any time in the past. And I named off, yes, we did have Austin Rock, Triple H taker. Kane, Kurt Angle, uh, oh, Mick Foley. Angle. Mick yep, Foley. Mick Foley. Jesus. Um, Dudley Boys, Hardy Hardys. Boys, Edge and, Edge Christian. and Christian. Uh, I mean, there, we can go on and on and on, right? Of legit mm. bona fide Hall of Famers. Chris Jericho. Jericho. Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman was the man, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was, hey, I want the Blackman <laughs> guy, man. You, you on the island you on your own with that one. <laughs> But um, so the, so the names I named off now, though, is I said, so right now, and this is under Triple H, that we've kind of just, just, I think we all agreed that product's been better this year than it has in decades for WWE. You got Roman, Bonafide Hall of Famer, Cody, Bonafide. Actually, everybody I got on here is, I think, Bonafide Hall of Famers. I put Roman, Cody, Punk, Seth, Orton, Rhea, Gunther, Becky. Bianca, Charlotte, Usos, K.O., Sammy, Brock, L.A. Knight, EO. And then I said that's also not even including NXT. That ain't including the Tiffany Strattons. That ain't including the Mellows. That ain't including the Roxanns. That's not including any of them. And then now you're talking also the potential return of Sasha Banks. Minimally, that's not even anybody else who would jump from AEW like a Ricky Starks or like a Warlow, or whoever may jump within the next 12 months. Uh, It's, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches, man. It really, really is. Uh, And I think that this is one of those moments where it pays to not be a loyalist. So I think some of the loyalists, the people who just don't watch one or the other, right? Say even they don't watch AEW. Because maybe you were talking so much shit about AEW. If you go back and watch, now you, you look like a hypocrite, right? There's no way. There is not something that WWE is doing right for you. Even if you hate the bloodline, even if you hate all the champions, there is something they're doing right. Either the Lucha matches, either their presentation, either, you know what I'm saying? Like there's something that you can watch and say, you know what? Yeah, AEW is still my favorite. Yes, Impact is still my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yes, Ring of Honor is still my favorite. But man, that, what they're doing with that person, all right, I can get behind that. So that's why I really don't, I don't know if I believe that these folks actually just don't watch at all. I think this is like their gimmick, but um, it, to your point, e, it it is a time man because they're not stopping anytime soon, from what it looks like at all. Either mm-hmm. either company, as much as you know, we still have issues with AEW's uh, creative. And then you, I don't know if you guys saw that um, what's his name, Kevin Sullivan got released. He was like the VP of post production. Oh He got wow. released yesterday from AEW. Wow. Now I come on here all the time and talk about the production misses, the camera shot misses, the bad angles, uh, things of that nature. He was the VP of post production, and I never want somebody to lose their job. So I'm not saying like good he lost his job, but I, I wonder if that was the reason or if it was something else because I don't know if the if him being the VP of post production is the same as like the producer right, of the show right, like right, in right, real time. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm not too sure of that. But like I mean even like. AEW, I think they just show, what, 150 or $170 million, like, gross profit or something like that this year. A Man, wrestling number. is such a fantastic state right now.
1: And I don't know if we talked about that on the last episode or if those numbers came out after that, um, but you look at that 170 like, that's incredible. And we can sit up here and talk stuff about them um, and yep. talk about their opportunities and kind of where they can improve at. But, hell, kind of almost like, how can you tell a billionaire? <laughs> that they're
0: wrong. There it is. It's almost the I same thing. that here. story like, about how, Heyman.
1: Yep. Yeah. Like how how can we say that about AEW? I mean, we can't because we are we are true fans of them and we only want them to do well. But just in general, this company just made almost 180 million dollars in profit. <laughs> Who am I?
0: <laughs> and looking to get at least 50 thousand people at all in again this year. <laughs> and it's crazy. You brought up
2: NXT, Matt, because. WWE set up their future, mm-hmm. right, right? They're not slowing down anytime soon. They got guys in the way, you know, on the rise. AEW has some young talent on the rise. So this industry is in good hands, right, Rhodesia?
1: Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about the talent in NXT, WWE. We talked about it on last episode toward the end about Jay Cargill. So after Survivor Series, we had the Scrum, or WWE call it the press conference, hmm. <laughs> and Triple H got as well, someone asked a question like, "Hey, we've been seeing her, she's been there, and all of a sudden she goes missing. What's up?" And so H pretty much just said, "Hey, I, I, I have no less belief in her now."
0: This was like okay. all I heard from his answer.
1: I just beat around the bush, <laughs> shooting. Oh, oh, shooting. Got it. And then what he leads with, it was no fault of her own. She pretty much, they saw what she could do development wise. And that's what he made it very clear to say development wise. And (laughs) I'm quite sure there was a lot of opportunity there for them. And I, I appreciate H for saying, I'm not, I don't want her to ever get a pitch that she's never seen before. And that was something that I was beating the horn or the drum about. He was beating the drum about. Put her in NXT. Let her learn. Let her get some at-bats. Because when you do put her on that stage, because she is a goddess, when you put her on the stage, man, don't don't make her fall. This could be, like, the biggest. She could be the face of the company. Just even, like, over the weekend, she's our, she's PR. She's going around doing PR stuff, handing out titles to Nelly. <laughs> Nelly's like, oh, thanks. You know, it's just like. Hey, she, and shout <laughs> out to Nelly,
0: too. <laughs> Nelly then messed around and got Ashanti pregnant. Let's, let's, As he let's, should. Let me, As let me just, yes, yeah, yeah, that man, to them. you know, there, there's times in life where you get a second chance to make a first impression, <laughs> right? Nelly said, I ain't losing it this time. I, I am not wasting my opportunity this time. He made sure to lock her up. And it better be a boy. It better be a boy.
1: Why is that?
2: <laughs> oh, Matt know how they say you get boys. You got to go deep.
0: <laughs> you got to go guy. deep. I've never heard that before. Thanks a lot. Nineteen ninety nine <laughs> OnlyFans TFW. It is coming.
1: Hey, real talk, you know, you, I, didn't, I didn't know what a pro necklace was until like two years ago.
0: And you, oh man, see, oh, that's a comment for for like the after show or something yeah. like. I had a perfect one about. Uh, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna but, keep okay, that
1: one I, in the I, Let's <laughs> fast forward. Let's but fast forward. okay,
0: so so H basically said like she's she's not ready.
1: Yeah, pretty right? much. Right, we assess her and she's not Development ready. Development wise, yep. Development yep. wise.
0: Um mm-hmm. I mean, but that's see, this is this is though the when you have something special, you can only make a first impression once. Mm-hmm. Imagine if she went out there and she worked the exact same way she worked in AEW. That's not no, you can't do that. And no, she wasn't horrendous, but man, we've talked about it numerous times. She was not as far along in the ring as she needed to be. And I mean, Triple H said has not fought of her own. I don't care whose fault it was. Say if it was her fault. Okay, whatever. But just go down to the PC and train for a while. You know, and I mean, I think that do you now hold off and have her show up at the Rumble and just win the whole damn thing?
1: I still Is that where I mean, we are?
0: Because we there's no way we see her beforehand. There's no need.
1: No, there's no way that she should ever be shown beforehand in the ring. And I was going to ask y'all when do we think or when do y'all think we're going to see her in the ring? I still feel Royal Rumble is still too early. That that's just me. I want her to be in NXT. I want her to be on Tuesday nights up until You can't
0: put her on NXT. You, you can't. I'm, you can't put her on NXT. You can't I, I'm, I'm telling you I'm can't you
1: Okay. Not now not, at, not as not as her
0: main show now. If you want her to go down there and do what she's doing, like some of the main roster talents doing, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying she cannot. NXT can't be her home. It so you mean
1: be. she can't be like signed to quote unquote signed Correct. to NXT?
0: You All I know that.
1: is her. She needs to be in front of a live crowd in a controlled environment. And right now, what we have in that is the NXT on Tuesday nights.
0: In my opinion, and this is going to sound like blasphemy, but it's not. Having her exclusively to NXT, meaning she is an NXT contracted talent, will be the same way as on SmackDown Friday or on Raw Monday, CM Punk says, I'm signing NXT. They made way too big of a deal out of this signing for you to put her on NXT. The cool thing about the Rumble, they, they, so walk with me through this. Maybe we'll clip this You could
1: protect too. her actually in the Rumble. Now that you say that, actually, you can, hold on. I mean, Exactly. To you off. We could you protect, protect her, her in the Rumble. In the Rumble right? You're right. You're absolutely and if you right. Wanted you're to, right. You're right. And if you
0: wanted to, guess what? She wouldn't have to wrestle again at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, no, you're if right. If you, you wanted really to point. do
0: that. She wins the Rumble. She comes out a couple weeks later and decides which title she's going to go for. Right? Because mm-hmm. I don't need to wrestle. I am the number one contender. Mm-hmm. And then we do some appearances. I
1: just need her to still Done. get, though, I still need her to get some at-bats of being in the ring, giving moves, taking moves, getting live audience responses under the machine. I, I need to see that now. If that's the, how, you, how it's going to look, she wins the Rumble, and then she comes out and say I'm going to come after whomever, and then she said, but in the meantime, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just let NXT keep me busy or whatever kind of you know um, boss comment she'll make, then so be it. But I want her in a ring in front of live people, Making mistakes, not making mistakes, and working through it before I see her on WWE
0: main TV. E. Rodisa just said boss. Is she saying it's boss time? (laughs) I didn't want to say
1: the B word because I don't like using a B word, but uh, some people say the B word. You said boss.
0: That's a B word.
1: The the, the one that rhymes with itch.
2: Oh, no. Oh. Oh. It's like,
1: I'm that. You know Who, who's the
2: what? what Brandy
0: said. on Is that, that
1: uh, is that Brit? Rhonda, that's Rhonda.
2: Yeah, no. was Rhonda,
0: Rhonda, Rhonda the was the baddest... baddest. No, Rhonda's the baddest woman on the planet. Wb wouldn't use the word bitch. Oh. So I think it was Britt, right? Block? The baddest Maybe bitch on the, the block. block? Might have been. She was right? so, so, so. Carter, uh, a block. Brit Carter, Carter a B. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But not Brick, on the block. Right? block.
1: Yeah. Baddest right. on a block.
0: Now, when I pull it up, you're gonna apologize. E, what you got about this man? Uh, you know I agree with Rhodesia. Um.
2: I, I like to be careful when I talk about Jay because she's a queen and she's one of my favorites. And there, there will be no Jay slander on this show, at least especially not for me. So I'm still going to mince my words. If she. Hmm. I'm still trying to find a way. I don't know what she's trying to show me there.
0: I know. I know. She's trying to show you that I'm right. <laughs> I don't know what she's showing me. Yeah. Dr. Burbanker
2: said she's the baddest bitch on the block. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought Matt might be right on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to trying to dance around. This no, place. man, I need so, you No, See, no, no, I, no, I, I need no, you. I, to, I'm not. I'm okay. not doing it. Right. I'm not doing it. We all love Jade. We all love
1: Jade. Jade. And I, I'm so. I'm I'm critical because I want when the when the the millions and the millions of the people see Jade, I want them to be like, oh my god.
2: So here's the thing. You, like y'all know me, and y'all think I'm critical. I can be. And The things I I think in my mind are No, you've told me. You've
0: said yeah. these yeah, same critical the, things like about Jade. You just don't yeah, want exactly. to give it up on the platform. I don't, I'm not giving it on the platform.
2: I'm not giving it on the platform. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. So I'm trying to think of the, So if Jade wrestles like she did her last match in AEW, she's gonna be fired. <laughs> it's it's not gonna it's not gonna work. And Ooh. so and I said to you on the show. I think I said it in private. Like when Jay gets ready for TV to wrestle her first match, she needs to be ready to go. It's a different go for women on WWE TV. She belongs in the conversation with some of the all-time greats in the company right now. She belongs in the conversation with Charlotte, Becky, from the way she looks and her potential, right? hmm But that bell got to ring. Right. And she needs to be able to go at that level. So, whatever they need to do to get her ready for that, so she can reach her level of potential that I think she has, she needs to be ready. So, as I said, I'm cool with her going to NXT and her being the focal point of NXT because I think that NXT doesn't have the star. I think that she can go there and she can be the star of that show. For a woman, I think that'd be great. Mm. She can be, and then she still can do appearances to pop up on Raw and SmackDown, etc., things of that nature. But as Rhodesia said, it's a controlled environment. She can continue to work every single day at the PC, you know, smoothing out her craft, whatever it's going to take for her to get caught up. Because again, I'm trying to sweet talk it, yeah. but that those AEW matches ain't going to cut it on WWE TV. It's just not. So give her time because, as you said, you can't make a first impression. I don't want to see her go out there, you know, because for me, I don't want, like, I think, like, you're, Matt, you have a strong opinion of Lexus King. I don't want her to go on WWE TV and someone have that impression of her. Like her to go out there and have all this. You know, pompous stacker says like, oh, this right. girl's like the next thing. Yep. And she go out there. And she, you know, she pooping the bail on the match because it's a, it's a way different level than she's been. I think that she can be
0: ready, but let's get ready first. Do you want to when you want to update the listeners on your thoughts on Lexus King now? We haven't brought him up in a few weeks. No, he's fine. It's Okay.
2: Good I mean, here,
0: here's here is. So Let's is let's King. What
2: do we expect him to be? Do we expect him to be the next main eventer on Raw or SmackDown? Or do we think he's just going to be another guy on the show.
0: I think he could be another guy on the show. I mean, if he can be more than that, great. But he's going to be another is, guy on the show. No, which is fine. I, I'm just saying those promo packages set him up to be way more than that. That was all. That was my entire point hey. from from day one. Oh, so, so, I mean, then, so he
2: let you down then, huh? Uh
0: no, he didn't. I think. No, I think when I saw those promo packages, I was like, "This is a really big deal," and I just hope that he can match it. It would be the same way as if they made those something like perfect. Okay, this is a perfect. You kind of said already. If Jay would have premiered on NXT a month and a half ago, you'd be like, "Mm, is that the right move to make? And, of course, they would give her the pop in circumstance with promo packages and all that kind of stuff because they made a big deal when she came in. She showed up to the PLEs and she was on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and now we put her in the ring. You'd be like, oh, she's not, but she's not really ready yet. And no, no I Jay, mean, Jay's going to have a much higher ceiling than Lexus King. I'm just saying the way they presented him with nobody knowing what Lexus King is, I do think it has not been great since. But, you know, if if he has uh, limitations as a worker character, they can always work
2: around that. He can be mm-hmm. the segment character guy. Yeah. I don't, you know, yeah, I think it's fine.
1: Or they I agree. Just bring I back agree with- his video packages when he made events on the or when he gets on the main card
0: the exact I same bring ones back.
1: bring it back the exact same save ones, money right. save it Recycle. save it because oh, all they do remember is just images of, of points in time of flashbacks or stuff so just redo it again you can still be in, sitting in front of his television watching it save money
0: let's let's uh let's transition to aew we didn't talk about this on sunday and i wanted to get to it orlo we've we've talked a lot about the devil e you even asked a couple shows ago like do we care About the storyline, do we care who the devil is? Rhodes and I both said, absolutely. See, some things came to light on last week's Dynamite, and we'll see on tonight's show if anything else is added. It has to be because uh, Joe and MJF is fighting two of the masked people. So I don't know if they're ever going to take the hoods off, so we see who those two people are. But it feels like this is starting to be a, like, everybody against MJF kind of devil storyline. So. I'm going to assume that was Warlow that came out that led the other guys to hold MJF. He looked like Warlow. He had the devil icon on his back. And then immediately, the next segment, which is a Warlow match, he comes out with his hair all disheveled, like he just had a mask on. So we know that was.
1: He just had sex and he had bad hair.
0: I don't think that's the case. But if we want to ride with that, let's ride with that then. All right. So he just had sex. It always goes back to sex with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I still think he was still in. That devil interaction. Um, What's your guys' thoughts on... Okay, now we know for a fact he's involved. He may not be the devil, but he is 100% involved now in the story. Does that make you more interested and excited to see this playoff? Does it make it less... Are you less excited? Like, where are you at now with how that played out?
1: Think starting to get a little messy for me, but I'm still engaged. I'm still excited. I do think that was one more layer of him coming out with a little messed up hair. Um, I like that little. I like that because it, it's supposed to make me believe something there. And who knows? It may not be. He might have actually just got out of the closet getting his grind on. But point is, point is, I'm excited about know, it. Hey, we Again, know what's happening when this convoluted. podcast is over. I mean, <laughs> it's, goodness it's, gracious, it's, it's getting a little convoluted because, like you said, it's a little bit of. Again, I don't mind everybody going at MJF um, mm-hmm. and have him being in all these storylines. But it is making the devil story kind of confusing and trying to hard to keep up with everything. And I think that is by design. I wanted to ask y'all, maybe after y'all tell me y'all, which I got to say about it. Do we even know who the devil is? I would only imagine Tony would have already had this booked out months Man, ago. He has to. Do we You're know about does Tony know, is? right? Yeah. Does Tony know who the devil is right now? He
0: has to. He has to. Now, granted, I say he has to, but we've seen so many times in wrestling history where they don't know. We can go back to uh, the what was the hooded person supposed to be against Austin. It was Vince. He takes it off. And he's like, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. They didn't know how that was going to finish. Wow. I and mean, we can go back like in history, any of these like who done it type stories. The majority of the time, either they don't know or they end up switching who the person is. Um, but I've said it before. One thing I do like is they typically stick the landing on AW stories.
1: Mm-hmm. By hooker, am crit. I
0: am I am I a little worried <laughs> that on this one that this one may not stick? I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried because I thought the easiest way to tell this story was Adam Cole's the devil, right? And it's a straight shot about Adam Cole's the devil, and if you want to include Roddy as the henchman and maybe even bring back Undisputed Era, cool. That is, it makes sense. We can go back to, hey, just pull up all these uh, flashbacks of how I made you do what I wanted you to do, MJF. And we just go flashbacks to ROH, tag team, and wrestling twice in one night, over and over, all that kind of stuff. But now that Warlow's involved, and his thoughts about, okay, well, are the other pillars involved too? Because of the Brett Baker tweet, and then Jack and Sammy liked the same tweet about uh, MJF not restoring the filling. It's becoming a lot, and I'm still here for it. I am still here for World's End, but I'll tell you what, if at the end of that show, we don't get a, uh, a finality to this story, it, it, is, it may jump the shark for me.
1: E, before okay, you sure. go, I, I want to just throw something out there. I know who the devil is. I've changed my mind on everybody I've said previously and all the conversations I've had in my head of who the devil is. Devil was it? It's Tony Khan. Getting his payback from that voicemail MJF left him years ago.
0: I said that. I said that a few weeks ago. That Tony's the devil. Where was that? You should have been on the show. Oh, go ahead. You should have been on the show. But I hit, I hit the arrow for you. Cause you were really like impassioned about it. Like, <laughs> That was the case. I, I
1: was like, I can't. E can't you you, you I might, say, you I might say, as well say it. I say
0: it. I know, I know, I know what it is. I know what it is
1: with the finger, with the finger. Okay,
0: I know this is what's going to happen. Go ahead, E.
2: You know what? I hope, I hope that Tony Khan kind of stays off TV <laughs> man. Because hey, behind the scenes, he already thinks that he has to do have every job <laughs> behind the scenes in order for the and company to devil. see Can Can yeah. you imagine him? Like not only did I have to run the company, I had to be as big as y'all, I had to go online, I had to do everything. Like can you imagine? I'm the biggest star, I'm the promoter of the booker. Like like I, I just couldn't, man. It'd be ridiculous.
0: But
1: that might be your best impression actually on the show so far.
0: Yeah, yeah you know that one. You Especially absolutely know that one of the one. head yeah.
1: and stuff like that. So yeah, that that's it. You got Tony there.
2: It's funny you talking about That fucker has eyes closed. I've never in my life been threatened by my life at an event.
0: And then he kept getting loud and trying to go over the fans. All right, I'm like I hope what you. Hey, Amen, but that was heartfelt. That was heartfelt. I do. I, like that. If whenever we do like our top, I, that damn dream like top five. We were dealing. If we got to like a top twenty moment, that would be the, I, that would be like probably like eighteen or nineteen for him to go out there. In front of Chicago and say, Vision like, I on. fired y'all y'all boy, and I, this is why I had to do it. I give him a, a ton of respect. He easily could have just showed that video package. i tell you what's funny, though. Uh, when they were here for the day after or the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, the Dynamite, typically anybody who's been to an AD, AEW show knows, like, uh, Roberts, get on the mic and say, somebody wants to come out or, you know, uh, help me welcome Tony Khan. He'll come out, get the crowd hyped um, before the show. <laughs> Tony walked out <laughs> at about six fifty eight Central Standard Time. But no announcement. Tony creeped out on that stage and said, Hey guys. Yeah, I thought he yes, jumped the just rails. Wanna, just, just wanna say thanks for being here. you guys know it's a it's a tradition for us to be here in Chicago on Thanksgiving Eve. And Eve. This is our home. We got a great show for you guys. Stay stay tuned for uh Ring of Honor after the show. There's be some great matches. The continental classic is a really special thing for me. Let's go. And so he leaves, right? And he's just like, that's interesting. Like, they didn't make a big deal out of it. I said, because he didn't want to get booed. But first Like, if Roberts, if Roberts would have got on the mic and said, you know, whatever he calls him. I forgot what he says. You know, Tony Khan, he would have got some booze. And he didn't. The crowd was respectful, which was good.
1: I'm just saying that when he first came out, it almost sounded like somebody jumped the gate or jumped the rails, grabbed a mic and started talking. Cause it was like, we're, cause I'm looking at Justin Roberts and all of a sudden we hear somebody talking <laughs> and, it, and it was TK. And he, after he said what he, you just said, man, he's like, all right, we're going live in 30 seconds. And then he go walks off with his gym shoes on.
0: Yep. He cut <laughs> it so TK quick. He almost got hit by the pyro. He cut it so quick.
1: <laughs> he sure did. Like, he damn, sure dude. did. We're
0: <laughs> out that time. But, but back to the, the war
2: lone, devil thing. Um, I kind of, I think Rhodesia just mentioned that it's kind of messy. I think that, I, I don't like that the main character's been in, like, eight different stories, because I can't, I think none of it means important if they're trying to make everything important. And I think definitely, like, the devil should, like, that's, that should have been, like, a, a a large story thread that they, I guess they're kind of doing, like, Supernatural, like, the villain of the, of, of the, of the week, right? You got the big marking mm-hmm. story thing going in the background, but you know, the, the, the supernatural guys are killing off the the, the bad guys. So maybe, you know, Samoa all these other people are just uh, the villain of the weeks for him or something. But I don't like that. And I think it's messy. If he's part, if Warlow's part of the the devil's group, it'd have been more impactful to keep him off TV until he's revealed as part of the group. Right? To, I agree. To bring him back, to go after, to be going after... Um MJF this entire time then to be ultimately revealed as part of this group like we're just surprising that like we hadn't seen him in quite some time so it would have been a big shock factor for him to be because they, they could do like a slow reveal I think kind of Aces and Ace they did that in TNA which I kind of didn't see a lot of that but back in the day but I think slowly over time he started revealing like the different members of the group I think most of them were masked at the time Uh, Over time, they you know they certain guys kept losing their masks, etc. What a a pop or a feel we would have had if at you know week three of this storyline we it gets revealed that Warlord's part of the crew. We've been wondering where he was. Mm -hmm. I think previously he just was a face, so now he's a heel. That would have been a shock. I think that would have been a better scenario if he does indeed end up being part of that group.
0: Especially Um, too to your point because. The story they're also telling with his matches, you know, the the knockout power bombs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like that doesn't correlate to anything with the devil. So I mean, maybe I guess maybe a better question that we can move on after after this: Will the devil be one person when it is revealed, or is the devil going to be a multitude of people?
1: Yeah, and I'm confused. It could
0: be. I'm still going to go with it's one person.
1: Oh no, I said I'm going with Tony Khan. So never mind. TK. No, we're not going to any- <laughs> It's one person.
2: But let me ask you guys a question though. Um, so I was, you know, I've I been thinking about the Hardy Boys lately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what made me think about them, but I like, man, Do you watch I Rampage? I don't watch Rampage. So I hadn't thought about uh the the uh the, the Harley Boys and I'm like, man, where are where are they? And then I want to say maybe a week ago, maybe it was last week. Hardy Boys and Brother Zay were going to be on Rampage. Like, oh, okay. I guess they've been on Rampage. I don't really watch Rampage very often. So I I watched Rampage. I watched the match. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't seen the Hardy Boys in some time. Of course, they're going to win this match. Nope. They lose the match. They lose the match. And I'm like, man. The Hardy Boys. Future Hall of Famers. Well, they might be WWE Hall of Famers. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I can't not about all that stuff. But future Hall of Famers, right? And yep. Jeff Hardy, particularly, huge fan of his. To see where they are now, right, on Rampage, doing meaningless jobs, is definitely not where I think they want to be at this stage of their career. I think this was their last hurrah as a team. I think they wanted to go out together. And for them to be going out together on Rampage doing jobs, I'm like, man, this isn't ideal. So I started thinking to myself, you know what 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 can we do to get the Hardy Boys back in the limelight in a positive way. And I'm like, maybe they should turn heel, like, right? Like, maybe that, maybe it should be a heel turn. I'm gonna bring that to a team and see what they think. And then all of a sudden, the next day, I sent Matt a uh, a tweet, and I'm not sure how old this video was. It looked pretty recent. Pretty had it to be pretty
0: ju- recent, right?
2: Yeah, I was trying to look for the context of the video, but I couldn't find it, um, but it looked pretty. Pre- it looked pretty recent. And Jeff Hardy spoke to Matt. And he said, "Hey, he's excited about possibly or potentially turning heel." And you know, we all know Jeff. Jeff gives up storylines and interviews. Like he's done it multiple he, times over the years. Even then, he was like, hey,
0: I, hope you, yeah, me, me I hope you don't mind me saying. Hope you don't mind
2: me saying that." Yeah, and of course, you know, Matt Hardy's like, "Yeah, sure." Like, what do you, he's, you know, he's not going to throw one in the bus in the moment, right? right? He knows Jeff. But so I'm like, oh, so they're actually entertaining the idea. So I got two questions for you guys. What do you guys think about a potential heel turn for the Hardy Boys? And I wanted to bring this up now because in my mind, you know, like my video game mind, I'm thinking, OK, would be a great way to use these future Hall of Fame. I think it's a shame that AEW hasn't used this Hall of Fame team. Right. And they've, they've neglected them to a rampage like what's the best way they can kind of put them instantly back on the map if what better way to reveal them as part of the devil's group right like you know they could be under the hood we haven't seen very much of them you know it kind of plays into if brit is particularly part of this group if she's has problems and issues with how she's been used or lack of i think jeff hardy even spoke in an interview recently and said he feels like a ghost backstage like right he feels like pot. he's being underutilized maybe this is a constant theme with these guys as part of this group that hey you know MJF or AEW they're not treating us right so we're here to take over what do you guys think about a potential mm. heel turn for the Hardys and potentially them being uh part of the mass members of the Devils group a heel turn is
1: Probably irrelevant for me just because I didn't know that they were faces. I just don't watch the Hardys. I got to be kind of careful on my view here about the Hardys because I don't want to talk out of both sides of my neck. I'm the same person who said I don't want to want to see Jeff Jarrett on TV anymore because he's ar- he's already over the hill, and I want the young talent to get a chance. Uh, you mentioned Hardy Boys; they lost on Rampage, and I feel like maybe they are supposed to. I think that's probably why they're there for to help other teams help other people develop so having the Hardys be relevant is that something that i want okay sure but then it's going to go against everything i said about making sure that then your young talent is actually being portrayed properly so that's kind of like a slippery slope for me trying to justify it on both sides i my hope now that edge is in a well um, adam copeland is there in aw that we would get the final hurrah of the hardy boys and christian and Adam um, but having them part of the devil's group I, again that, that'd be cool I get that's probably would put them back on the map but to me I feel like that's neither here nor there because if they're jobbers now then whoever MJF was going to be fighting like like I would imagine that those people were like they can they can beat MJF especially the two of them but if they're like beating down old guys I don't understand like why I would be intimidated by the devil's team but Anything I guess cuz the Hardys they they're nostalgia for me. I love them. If whatever we can do to make them relevant again, great cuz right now I don't know even that they were on rampage until you all mentioned it. So long answer to say all that. Sorry.
0: Long answer is what? You cool. don't care.
1: Pretty much, but if they are the devil people, okay? I would think that that you could probably book something better than that. I would probably wanted to see undisputed error rep more in that role than the Hardys. But if it's something to get them back over, to, to give them the props, because you do have these Hall of Fame talent or future Hall of Fame talent to make them important, so be it. But I, I wouldn't care either one way or the other.
0: Mm. Goes back to creative. And um I would actually tweeted out from uh Hardys podcast last, I think late last week, where he made a comment about he felt like they would be in a different position right now. He felt like they're not being used properly. And I just quote tweeted and said, Translation is, we're in meaningless matches that nobody cares about, and we're not being treated as the legends that we are. And that's what I think. I saw a lot of people's responses over the last few days around Jeff Hardy and his troubles and his battles. And remember, that he was gone off TV for however long it was. I don't remember, like six year. months or so. I feel like a year. Nine months, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's, you're back at work. Like, either either cut and move on, or if they're back at work, utilize them. I'm not saying put the titles on them. But if we're going to keep them employed, how about we use them? And let's use yeah. them the way we need to use them. I get the whole trying to help private party. I get that. But I came out here a few weeks ago and just said that AEW does a tremendous job with Legends. Let's look at Sting. Undefeated. He's going out the way he wants to go out, hopefully an entire pay-per-view really highlighting him. But then the Hardys are just another tag team. I don't care if they are washed, right? If they are washed, if you're going to keep them under contract, then how about we just still use them in big stories and maybe we only see them work five times a year. But we still put them on a pedestal as the legends that they are because you best believe if they were to leave AEW and they come back to WWE we're getting Hardys versus the Usos when the Usos get back together we're getting those big matches as like their farewell and they can lose all of them if that's the case yep. but put them in a position where I care about them I would have never thought honestly when the Hardys came back at that Wrestlemania in Orlando that we were there for and then Matt Hardy shows up as a broken version of himself in AEW I would have never thought i would be like, I don't care about the Hardys. Get them off my TV. But it is strictly presentation. Satnam Singh said today, I think it was, or yesterday uh, that he's back in India, I believe, because he, he said that in all words, he said, like, what are we doing here with creative? Like I'm out here. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a, like a role. I don't have a story. So I'm going to just go home and then like, let's figure out what the story is. I'm not saying Satnam Singh is the next five-star bout machine. But what I can say is when you got a guy that's seven foot four until he's ready to go in the ring, until we have a story, don't even show him on TV. Make sure they're ready and then make it a big deal. I like, I don't want the Hardys with the devil, but I wouldn't mind this. I think would be kind of fun. Have them with um, the young bucks. When the bucks come back on TV as like heels. I think that's better than the devil storyline, but I would rather them not even be with a group. I, I know. I, so to answer your question, I, I would rather keep them faces, put them as the legends that they should be. And if you don't want to do that, release them. That's so the part I'm at. Like you, you got way more talent. You got enough talent that if the Hardy boys aren't there and you don't have stories for them or you don't want to use them because you don't trust Jeff. And if you don't trust Jeff, I get that. Just then like, just just cut, cut bait, man.
1: But I guess when I'm going play devil's advocate on the other side of things, if I'm a young talent, why would I want the Hardy Boys to get the limelight to, to win matches? Are you saying that they don't necessarily have to win matches, just have them in meaningful matches? Is that kind of what you're Correct.
0: saying? Meaningful stories. Meaningful stories. That's what I'm saying.
2: Here's the thing about, there's a beautiful thing about wrestling is that if you can look the part, you can still go into your, you know, mid to late 40s as the Hardy Boys are. Like, right? So when we say old guys, you think about the WWE, you got Bobby Lashley, who's down near 50. You had Shota Benjamin, darn near 50. AJ Styles, 46, you know, years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because these guys are late into the 40s doesn't mean these guys, need to be jobbed out because they're old. If they can still provide value, then you should still put them in prominent positions to do that because Jeff Hardy has gotten back in good shape. Now, Matt Hardy has looking kind of sadly broken down for some time now, but they're still valuing what they do. And I thought maybe a heel turn wouldn't be a nice move for them because now they can work a different style. Like, right, Jeff can work a different style. He doesn't have to be... Pretending like he's the Jeff Hardy, you know, in his 20s and 30s. Now he can work a slower pace. He can work yeah. heelish. And that might benefit. Beat on the ground. Exactly. Right. And that can benefit maybe some some uh, a couple babyface teams to work with a heel, you know, Hardy boys. Because, again, they have a, a big name value. And people still know who they are. So there's still value in, in what they do. And speaking of valuable, 2024, we talked about it earlier, it's going to be a big year for wrestling. And one of the most valuable commodities, or free agents. Oh boy, come on now! I know you. It's going. going to be uh, <laughs> my man Okada, right? Mm. The, the 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 Japanese rock, the Rainmaker, right? <laughs> right? Okay. He, he he, this guy who just oozes it. One of the best wrestlers in the world, potentially a free agent. And it's like some scuttlebutt online. The booty is that uh, he's up for grabs. AEW. WWE. New Japan. Where does he sign? And I got to be honest, guys. I know that the WWE is doing right by the international talent. They have to actually booked their international talent this strongly and probably a long... But he doesn't speak English. And so he... I'm, I'm uncertain if he can connect with the audience as a main eventer on a WWE show. I'm not sure what he can do in AEW because they don't have any of those international talents presented in a high level there. Where do you guys want to see him? Do you think he can overcome the obstacles as far as you know language, connection, communication? Do you think him being a great wrestler will be enough? What do you guys think? Where do you want to see him? Where do you think his future is?
1: Kazuchika Okada will re-sign with New Japan. I want to say this, though. The first time I saw him, it was at the Super Show. I oh, know, I made that up. It was at Madison Square Garden. It was one WrestleMania weekend. Matt probably remember the name of that show. It was, I think, maybe ROH versus New Japan. Mm-hmm. And super, card super Card of Honor? Super Card of Honor. And I didn't even know really, well, I mean, I guess I knew him from, from NJPW, in, in but he was never like my favorite wrestler. Uh, Mattaway said that he was like the John Cena um, of New Japan, but it is something electric. When he came out, it was just like, who is this guy? It was aura about him. The, the kids say now he has aura. He has aura. There is no doubt that he would be a huge contract. But there is no doubt in my mind, he is re-signing with New, New Japan. He is. If he wants to stay as a wrestler, he's going to sign there. Because to all the points that you mentioned, again, the language barrier. Do He's had, what, a, roughly a 20, 15, 20-year 20 career there. And now he's going to uproot everything to come to the United States. I just don't see that happening. Well,
0: and there's the kicker. Here we go again. Here we go again. Because the reason why this is even a thing is because they're saying that he is very much open to the fact of wrestling outside of NJPW,
1: mm.
0: right? Well,
1: well, NJPW or out of Japan?
0: NJPW. This could be a whole another situation. Like Osprey, if he signs AEW, he ain't moving from Japan, right? He'll he'll wrestle right. what fucking ten matches, twelve matches a year, yeah. For AW, still work probably. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom every January. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that, that, that.
1: I don't think he will be. We would uh, appreciate him. We as wrestling fans would appreciate him enough, or the proper way he should be, if he came to WWE.
0: Well, that's H wants to say, H is a big Okada <laughs> fan. He is, as he should he's be, a big Okada as he fan. Be. Yep. Um. It, so if I had my bet, right, like, say if he's like, I'll move anywhere. If I got to move to the United States, I'll move to the United States. If he said that, of course, I'm going to say WWE. Because I think WWE is in a position right now where they know how to utilize top talent. Until they show me they can. Mm -hmm. In the last year and a half, they've shown me they can utilize their top talent. Even their international talent. This is probably Shinsuke's best year. God, since he had the match with AJ uh, in Dallas or New Orleans that he lost, right? EO's having a hell of a year. Asuka, a hell of a year. So if you look at the international talent, but then you just look at the talent overall, they're cultivating the talent the right way. But I think AEW definitely needs him more. But the issue I would have with that signing, and it's just for a me thing, is like the Osprey thing. His top, top talent needs to be exclusive to AEW. Right. I get if the only way if I can get them is let them work in JPW. Okay. But if I can still see Osprey on Indies and an in NJPW. Yeah, it's the great that we, we have him in the AEW ecosystem, but he needs to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's to be the same thing with Okada. So January 31st is his contract date expiration date. Um, if I had to bet money, if I had to bet money, man, it would be like, Fuck, sixty forty NJPW to AEW? Probably. Um, because I mean just, just cause because Tony's gonna overpay. That's the other mm-hmm. thing, too. Tony's gonna pay him more money than New Japan ever could pay him. He's gonna overpay what WWE would pay him just to have him. So if I if I had if I had a bad gun in my head, I would say if he's leaving the NJPW, it would be AEW. And what I would want, take all that out, I would want him to go to WWE. My only
2: problem with either non-Japan scenario will be how we connect with the audience. I know we got Shinsuke, but you know he he's doing the subtitle videos, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to do the same thing with Okada, right? With Io and the girls, they have Dakota as kind of the mouthpiece for the mm-hmm. most part, right? Or you know, at least with Asuka, you know, she was kind of doing the non. Verbal, you know, she had like the, the dance and some of the crazy stuff that she was doing. You're not gonna say she talks in
1: that. Japanese, like, <laughs> She'll just talk yeah, to you in Japanese. Yeah. But she, <laughs> but it's,
2: it's, not, it's she, you know, what she reminds me of like, uh, she reminds me of like, I was so my my, my parents were there here during the holidays, you know, I was trying to find something to watch, to keep them entertained. We would watching Martin, and I I watched, you know, we were kids now, I, like, I, I forgot how funny of a show that was. And each episode was like a new episode to me, I, I didn't remember most of them, but they had Shinane on there. <laughs> and like just a stereotypical 90s ghetto black girl. And that's what Asuka's kind of doing. She's like, like this ghetto Japanese girl. I don't know, she's just, <laughs> I don't know that she's doing this thing. Wow. I don't know what she's saying. But she's showing so much sass and so much attitude <laughs> that you draw to it because she's it's so much personality. I don't know what she's talking about, but it's a lot of personality there. I don't see Okada doing that. He's like, he's cool as a cucumber. Is that saying? I think it is. That yeah, is
1: the same. Yep. Found that out cool about two years cucumber. ago, too.
2: Like, so I just don't see how he can connect with somebody if he can't do it through the microphone, right? So unless they get, like, an excellent mouthpiece for him, and I don't know who that would be. Like, I just don't know how far he can go because here in America, it ain't just about matches. Like, in Japan, you know, you can kind of get away with that, right? But here, and if you're going to be a superstar, you got to be a character. You got to be bigger. Than 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 the sport itself. If he goes to AEW, I think it's still going to be a, a similar type of deal, right? He's going to be there to have some good matches, but who's going to represent him? Because we got uh, what's my man? Um, um,
0: Don Callis is with him. Don now. Callis. Don Callis
1: is with him. Like right. Ibu- not Ibushi, Oh my God, what's his
2: name? Dang.
0: It's about um, Takeshi. Takeshi.
1: Yep.
2: yep. You know he's going to go there. He's going to, I'm irritated uh, by that.
0: that that's, that's another one yeah. that he had all the momentum in the world, mm-hmm. and it has went to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And, w- and what does he do when he's, th- when, he, when he's there? He just stands next to Don while
2: Don puts himself over it and makes yep. himself the focal point. Yep. Don's very inter- entertaining, mm. but I just don't know who AEW will have for him to kind of represent for him. He would need a situation that just popped in my mind, like Pensa and Phoenix have. Right, and Alex, uh Alex?
0: Yeah, maybe. You know, you know what? Or well, other who's thing out on roster? Well, the other thing you can think about, too, is his... If he went to AEW, he's got so much stock and equity with the fan base, you may not even need that. Like, he's going to be able to get over... He can get over for a year and a half, two years yeah. with just his name. It's Okada. Because he can
1: get Shibata. Even Shibata, yeah, like,
0: it's over. Yeah, It's Okada. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... Yeah, you you show us a video package and like we're in because we already know what Okada is. Of course, the WB fan base doesn't know who Okada is. So to your point, yeah, that would have to be a completely different presentation. Presentation AEW is hit that Rainmaker music yep. and we're off to the races. But can I
2: ask you guys a question? So that means that the AEW audience are already going to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So do you pay someone... More than WWE is gonna pay him go. I don't know if we talked about it because um, it's getting late in the day, I'm losing my mind. But we talked about WWE is gonna be overpaying these guys, like potentially Drew. So you know WWE is gonna be slanging some big money contracts at these folks, and you're thinking that Tony is gonna overpay these big money contracts to get Okada. Just pay do you think you do that for a guy who's not gonna bring any more viewers? buys to your company right because just putting him out there and saying he's just a great wrestler and he can't communicate he's not going to grab anybody who's not already there that was kind of my my thing with Will the people who are Will fans are already watching the show they're already buying tickets or not buying tickets in a lot of cases like we were already talking about some of these arenas aren't full so do you bring somebody like that and pay him like that to where he's not going to take your business to another level not saying it's not going to be better matches
0: you no know, good pay-per-view right, but I'm right. talking about more buys more eyes Well, and and you just summarized my issue with them not being exclusive because if I only can see Okada in AEW say if I only watch New Japan I may I may still skip AEW because I'm still going to get Okada twice a year, three times a year but if I can only get on, it, on AEW, I'm in Same thing with Ospreay. Oh, I can only see him on AEW? Oh, I'm in. But when you allow them to do outside ventures, it muddies the water, and now I don't have to watch him there. Yeah, that may be his home base, but I'll see him when he's away and he does these spot shows and whatever else he's got going on. So from a business perspective, hey, he's a great businessman. And also, let's not forget, too, he should be signing this new TV deal in 2024, too. So the money should be a plenty for him. But if you just say, if you're talking... Uh, 1 plus 1 equals 2 and common sense of trying to elevate my business if you don't have a major plan in place then you are probably wasting a little bit of money
1: Okada's oh resigning to NJPW
0: <laughs> same way you started right same, same way you started way. same way you end
2: Yep.
0: well then that's the case we're going to start the same way we ended which we're really not because I don't have like a final question like I did to the start but we just going to end the show right now uh, socials. I don't think I promoted the social. I talked about Twitter already. Instagram. That's FNW YouTube full episodes twice a week there. Check us out there. That's freaking wrestling. Uh, hit that follow button wherever you guys listen to the podcast. All right. Do that. Leave a five star review. Leave some comments. As always, we love, 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 love to hear from you guys, uh, all, across all social platforms. If you got any questions for us, shoot them our way and we will do our best to hit them up on the next episode that is it guys thank you for listening we will holler at you on the next one peace